Okay, let's go. So we are at the top of the page here. Uh, it says here, um, we Hanichnas Amaravuna Amaravuna Hanichnas Hanichnas Leveda Knesset. Somebody that goes into Shul Umatzibur Shemit Palalim and he finds the community davening. Im Yachol Lahatchil Veligmor. If he can finish his Amida, um, that he can start his Amida and complete his Amida, Ad Shaloya Gia Shatz Lemudim, until the Shalech Tibur gets to Modim. Now, what's going on here? Um, uh, the, remember, if say you arrive late to Shul and you, you, you walk in and you see the people. Um, uh, start they davening their private amida. So in the old days, davening looked quite different. Um, and so this person walks in. You walk into mincha, and you see them about to start the amida, or they they are already in the amida. If you know that you can start the amida and finish the amida in time, that you will be able to answer modim with the chazan. So you'll be able to show. And bow down, you know, and do the modim with the chazan. Um, then, then you can start the amida. But if v'yit palal, v'im lav al yit palal. But if you can't make it in time, that you can publicly show that you part of you davening with the tzibur with the modim, then you cannot uh, start the amida. Then you must wait for them to get to modim, answer modim, and then afterwards start your own private amida. The problem with that, obviously, is unfortunately you lose out davening with a minion. But you can see from Rav Huna's uh, opinion that what he holds as so important is not is joining with the community to do modim. Because if you don't bow down with modim, then it's as if you're showing that you don't really uh, thank Hashem. It's like a flagrant uh, public... Uh, me- message that you you don't thankful to Hashem, so that is um, that's Rav Rav Huna's, uh, like his uh, his point. So if you start the Amida privately, you must finish it in time uh, to be part of the modim. Uh, so Palachalamaisa today is if you are if the if you davening your private Amida. And you davening, and they reach modim, and you haven't finished your private amida until then. Then you should just bow down. You should show as if you are doing modim, even if you are uh, not actually there. Tosfot explains though that this is only you can't do it at the end of a bracha. You can only do it within the middle of the bracha because if you're saying baruch atah and you bowing down, then it's an additional bowing, and you're not allowed to do that. So bottom line, just from that line. Halakha la is you, when they say modim, you, you say modim. You go, you, you just, you don't say it, but you look it. Okay. Whereas another opinion though, Rabbi Yishua, uh, Rabbi Yishua ben Levi, he says, Amar im ad He says, no. It's more, it's what you have to be careful about is reaching Kedusha, Kadosh, 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 with the community. If you can finish your private amida and answer Kedusha, then that's great. But if not, then you have to daven as a yachid afterwards. So his point, 
His most important point is that uh, you must do Kedusha. Ve'imlav al yitpalal. And if you can't make Kedusha, then rather don't daven with the community, rather daven on your own. So just practically what that means again is you arrive in shul, you see them davening, you, you, you calculate, will you be able to make Kedusha? If you will, then you start davening and hopefully you'll make it. And if not, uh, then you, you wait till the Shalach was finished and then you do your own private Amida. And that's really, I think, to my knowledge, how we paskin. But my Kamiflegi, what are they arguing about here? The one says Modim and the other one says Kedusha. Mar Yachid Omer Kedusha. One opinion holds that a person, a Yachid, an individual person davening, he can say Kedusha. Interesting, you hear that? A Yachid Omer Kedusha. Um, uh, that's, uh, that's an amazing thing that a Yachid um, can... Uh, Hold on a sec. Um, um, so a yachid can say kedusha, um, and that means that you basically um, you you can say kedusha without the minion. Umar savar ein yachid omer kedusha, and then the other opinion says no, you can't say kedusha on your own. Your own, you need a minion, and therefore that's why um, if you can say kedusha on your own, then rather wait for modim. But if you can't say Kedush on your own, then you have to wait for the community to, to say it with. Okay, we don't. We hold you have to say Kedush with a minion, and that's what the Gemara is going to discuss. Where do we know that a Yachid, an individual person, davening cannot, uh, can not say Kedush without a minion? And I will be sanctified amongst Israel. The word Betoch over there, Whenever I'm doing something in the realm of Kedusha, like Kaddish, Kedusha, Modim, Birkat Koanim, uh, and reading the Torah, then I need to do it with ten people. Where do we learn that from? My Mashma. Where do you use this Pasuk of Venikdashti Betoch Bnei Yisrael suggest that when you're doing something with sanctity, you need to do it with ten? The Tani Ravnai Achud Rabichia Barava Atia, he says, bring Toch Toch. He brings a Gazara Shava of Toch Toch. See, it says Betoch. So it says Ktiv it's written over here in our Pasuk, Venikdashti Betoch Benesol. I will be sanctified amongst Benesol. So what is, the, what is the cumulative number of Betoch? How many is amongst Amisrael? So it says, it says there, that by Korach, you separated, you, Hashem said, Moshe said to the people, Hibadlu, separate yourself from amongst this Aida. So what's an Aida? Uh, we learn it's actually skipping a step here. Just as over there with, with Korach, we see that Aida is 10. Afkan Asara, so to here, the other betoch is also referring to 10. So it's explained though, and Masurda Shas actually puts it in, that they skipped a step. Where do we know that the word Aida is 10? So uh, Aida is mentioned by the, the Miraglim, the spas. And remember, there were 12 spas. Yoshua and Kalev didn't speak disparagingly about uh, the land of Israel, but 10 did. 
So um, the, I think it was Yeshua Kalev said that this Ada, referring to the ten spars that spoke disparagingly about Israel. So you see that the word Ada refers to ten. The word Bakorach is Ada. And the word Betoch suggests a connection between that Ada and another Ada. And, and, then you, and that's where you do Kedusha, Dvam Shiba Kedusha. And that's when you do, uh, so you need ten uh, men to do Kedusha. Okay, that's, it's not, it's, it's, I think it's an Asmachta. It's not a Torah source, it's a, it's a rabbinic source, that when you do certain things of Kedusha, which are all rabbinic decrees, you need ten men to do it with. Udakuli Alma Miat Mifsakla. Mifsak la pasik. Um, so he says, um, um, uh, hold on a sec. So does everybody agree that uh, you aren't allowed to make a hefsek? Everybody agrees that you can't disrupt your tefillah um, uh, to say Kedusha with the congregation or to bow down Jumori. Meaning everybody agrees that when you in your private amida. You can't answer to Kedusha, and you can't answer to Modim. Only once you've got to the second last Yihirat Son, before Elokan Natsor, then you're able to answer Kedusha and Modim. But the Gemara says, everybody agrees here, that in your private Amida, you can't um, uh, answer to those things. Ibailuhu, um, uh, they asked of the Gemara, Maula hafsik lelehei shmo gadol mevorach. I understand I can't answer in my private Amida for Kedusha. I can't answer for Modim, but maybe I can answer for Yehoshmei Rabba Mavorach. It's such an important proclamation to say Yehoshmei Rabba that maybe I can even answer it during my private Amida. Do you hear that, guys? So the Gemara says, Ki'ata Rav Dimi, this is the question. Ki'ata Rav Dimi, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Talmidah de Rabbi Yochanan Amri, uh, um, he says that um, for everything you're not allowed to interrupt your Amida except to say you hear that that's how important is more than Kedusha more than Modem um, uh, so because even if you're busy dealing with the story of the Merkava. The Merkava was this chariot that uh, was seen in a vision by, I think it was, Yish, uh, uh, was it uh, Yirmiyahu? I think it was Yirmiyahu. Um, and uh, and it's, it's one, it's, the, it's like a code name for the, some of the most esoteric parts of the Torah. So even if you are busy dealing with Masa Merkava, the most esoteric deep parts of the Torah, you have to stop and answer Yehoshmei Rabbah. That's how important it is. Um, Posseik. So, But nevertheless, even though Rav, uh, it came from Rav Dimi, that you stop for Yehoshmei Rabbah, nevertheless, Halokh is not like that, and we actually hold, you don't answer Yehoshmei Rabbah, if you in your private Amida, and that just shows how uh, holy and focused the Amida needs to be. Baruch I'm busy giving the shir in the sukkah so that I can have a cup of coffee and I haven't even started my coffee yet. Eh? Okay. So, Rabbi Yudah Oimeh. Rabbi Yudah says, ulachrem. Now, guys, we're going into some hectic Gomorrah here. So, you got to hold cup. Okay, guys. Let's all focus. 
Um, um, we got some challenging stuff on our way, but you guys can handle it. I hope I can. So it says like this. Remember we said in the Mishnah that the Tanakama held that when it comes to, if a person's a Balkari, somebody that had a, seam, had a seminal mission and they have to go mikvah according to the decree of Ezra, when it comes to Doraita things like Shema and Bekaramazon, they can say it in them to themselves. But when it comes to rabbinic things, they can't say it to themselves. They can't maharher. You can't actually say it. You say it in your head, in your heart. Um, but Rav Yehuda, at the end of the Mishnah, said, you, not, you, you say the Shema, you say Bekaramazon, but you also do the brochas of Shema before them and after them. Now the question the Gemara is going to ask is, what does it mean that Rabbi Yehuda says, you, you, you do the brochas before Shema and after the Shema? Those are rabbinic. But what does he mean? Does he mean that you actually do hirhurim? You actually think the words? Or does he mean that you actually say the words? And he doesn't hold for the takana of Ezra. Do you understand? Meaning, when Rav Yehuda says you say the brochas before or after, does he mean you think the words before or after? Like you did the Shema and Bekalamazon? And he doesn't make a discrepancy between rabbinic law and Torah law. Whatever you can, maharer, you must maharer, you must think in your heart, in your head. Or does he actually argue with the, de- he says we didn't take on, or he doesn't take on the decree of Ezra, and you actually do say the brochas and say the Shema with your own mouth. So that's the question the Gemara is going to go into. Lemaimra, is this to say, the Kasava Rebuda Balkari Muta Bediva Torah? Does this show us that Rebuda actually holds that a Balkari, somebody that had a semen on a mission, is allowed to learn Torah even without going to mikveh, and that's why he can say the brachas before and after. Vama Rabbi Shoben Levi minayin lebal keri Torah. Where do we know? Where's a Torah source that? Now this Torah source is again, it's not a pure Torah source because the decree of Ezra was a rabbinic decree. So what the Gemara is saying here is that it's a. a where do we see? The strength of this rabbinic decree that there's even an asmachta, there's even a support for this rabbinic decree in the Torah. Um, and if there is such a strong source, then how can Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi argue with it? Interestingly, we don't keep it today, but nevertheless, this is what the Gemara is talking about. Vama Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, where do we know? Le Balkeri, that a Balkeri, she also Torah. It's forbidden to learn Torah. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, that you shall teach your children and your grandchildren. And and close to that Pasuk, that you must teach your children and your grandchildren, close to that Pasuk is Yom Asher Amadata, the day that you stood at Har Sinai. So what's the connection? There's a connection between teaching Torah and standing at Mansanah. Just as over there at Mount Sinai, a Balkari wasn't allowed to be there. He wasn't allowed to receive the Torah, so to speak. That's why a Balkari had to separate himself from his wife three days before Matan Torah and then go mikvah. And in that way, they weren't Balekari. So just as we see Bachorev, by Mansana, they couldn't be Balekari. Afghan, so to hear by teaching your, your child or your grandchild, Balekrai Masurim. So too, uh, being a Balkari is forbidden to learn Torah and Davin while you're in a Balkari status. Um, and that is a, almost, so to speak, a Torah source 
for this. So how could Rabbi Yehuda argue? So and if you want to say Rabbi Yehuda Lord Darish Smuchim, maybe Rabbi Yehuda doesn't expound Smuchim. Now we said over here that the one pasuk about teaching your child is close, is Samuch to the pasuk about receiving the Torah Mansana, but Rabbi Yehuda might not learn out Smuchim. He might not have this. He might not hold or have this tradition that you can learn out psukim that are next to each other from each other. Vakitai man, if you want to say Rebuda Lord Darish Smuchim, that Rebuda may not learn Smuchim, Vama Rav Yosef, but Rav Yosef, we're going to bring a, a, a contradiction to this. And therefore, you won't be able to suggest it. Vama Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, I feel the Lord Darish Smuchim, Torah, Torah Darish. He says that. Uh, Rav Yosef says that even according to those who do not expound Smuchin in the Torah, when it comes to the fifth book of the Torah, Devarim, Mishnah Torah, we do expound Smuchin. Why would it be different? Because the Mishnah Torah, the Devarim, is, a, is so to speak a repetition. It's Moshe's final speech, which is a repetition, so to speak, a, a recap of the Torah, of the incidences that happened and the mitzvahs that we learned. That we were given. And if Hashem, if Moshe put it all in one, as one recap, then surely he would organize it in a very systematic way, and that would allow one to learn out smuchin, to learn out psukim next to each other, because surely the way that Moshe recapped it was very specific, and the order that he chose to doing it was very specific. Whereas the Torah, the first four books of the Torah, those are more chronological. So maybe you don't dec- you don't learn out smuchim in the rest of the Torah, but you do learn out smuchim from Sefer Devarim. So if the, and that's what Rav Yosef says. So um, those who don't learn out smuchim, they would learn out smuchim in Devar Torah. And this pasuk of Vodatim Levanecha is in uh, Devarim. Dahareb Yuda Lord Darish smuchim b'cholat Torah Kula uv Mishnah Torah Darish. So uh, it seems like that, that Rabbi Yehuda would learn out Smuchin. So, darish. Now we're going to go into a little bit of a, a side point. That we're going to go into this discussion of Smuchin. Uh, it says, The whole of the Torah, Where do we see that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't expound Smuchin in the rest of the Torah? The Tanya, as it says in a bright, Ben Azai Omer, Ben Azai says, Neymar machashayfa lot we, he learns out that a witch, a witch, machashefa, like a sorceress, uh, you mustn't allow to live. They, they, they must be killed. Venemar, and it's also said in, a, in the same context, in the similar psukim, that whoever sleeps with an animal, commits bestiality, should surely die. Samku inin-law, why were these two mitzvahs that you must, uh, uh, it's forbidden to be a machashefo, a sorceress, and it's forbidden to sleep with an animal. Why are those two things close to each other? Samchu inen lolomar, to tell us, mashochevim bahayma beskila, just as somebody that sleeps with an animal is punishable by stoning, which is the most severe type of corporal punishment, uh, capital punishment in the Torah, af machashefa, so to a sorceress, would also be, Nami Beskila would also get punished by Skila. I mean, that's the Smuchin. That's, and we learn it out from the connection between the two of them. Amar Lai Rebuda. Rebuda says no to Ben Azai. 
Just because one Pasuk is connected to another Pasuk, we bring out to these people that they should be punished by death, which is a very severe death. Rather, Ella, why does it, why do they get punished by death? Over Yidoni, other types of uh, so to speak sorcery. Of is a type of sorcery. Um, uh, um, and Yidoni is another type of sorcery. I think of might be to speak through the dead, and Yidoni is the person takes this specific bone of a of a part. I think of an animal and puts it in his mouth and he speaks through it, like the spirits speak through it. So it's, it's witchcraft. So it says that by Oven Yudoni, that they were included in diff, on, in the general category of witchcraft. So why would they be excluded and singled out? Why were they taken out of this general category of witchcraft? To tell you, just as the punishment of Oven Yudoni are punishable by stoning, af beskila. So to any type of witchcraft is also beskila. Um, and that's why Ov and Yidoni were separated because it says about Ov and Yidoni that they are punishable by skilla by stoning. So we see from here, guys, that Rebbe Huda doesn't hold for smuchin because Ben Azai learned the source from two psukim from bestiality being next to bestiality is punished by stoning. And that's next to sorcery. And because of that, smuchin, because they're next to each other in psukim, they, we learn out one from the other. But Rabbi Yehuda argued, he says, no, you don't learn smuchin from that. You don't learn that from smuchin, rather you learn it from the general category of machashefa. So for our case, our purpose, we see a source that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't learn smuchin for the four books of the Torah. Now we're going to go into where we see that he does learn smuchin for the fifth book of the Torah. Of a Mishnah Torah, Minala and the Darish. And Mishnah Torah, where do we know that he does expound smuchin? The Tanya, as it says in the brighter Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says, anusat aviv, aviv. A father, Rabbi Eliezer says, that a, a son can marry a, a, a woman, God forbid, that his father has raped, umafutat aviv, or a woman that his father has seduced. Now, both of those acts, rape and seduction, are intimacy with, without being married. So, it's forbidden for a, a man, a person, to a son, to marry the wife of her, her, his father. Obviously, that doesn't mean your mother. It means another wife. Um, you can't marry your mother. But uh, you can't marry even somebody who your father has been married to. Um, so, it says though, that Rabbi Lazar says, a, per, a, a person that's been mar- raped, God forbid, by his father, or is seduced by his father, he is allowed to marry her. Um, beno, uh, uh, or Anusat Beno, or a, a, the father can marry somebody that the son has raped, God forbid, Umafutat Beno, or somebody, God forbid, that the son has seduced. You're allowed to marry. Um, why? Meaning, Rabbi, Rabbi Lazar learns out that you're only not allowed to marry somebody who your father was married to, not somebody who your father was intimate with. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Oise, Rabbi Yudah, our, our Rabbi Yudah, we're talking about in our Gomorrah, he says it's forbidden. He's Oise. Um, uh, aviv, umafutat aviv. 
you're forbidden to marry your father, somebody your father raped or your father seduced. The Amar, now why is that? What's his source? The Amar of Gidel, Amar Rav, my time in Rebuda, what's the reason for Rebuda? Um, because it says in the Pasuk, it says that a man cannot take the wife of his father. Now that's a wife of his father. And he can't reveal the coat of his father. What does it mean, knaf? The coat that his father saw, that his father, a woman whose father was intimate with, he cannot reveal. Um, meaning, it doesn't. It's not only about uh, if you if your father was married to her, even if your father revealed her nakedness, even if your father slept with her, you're not allowed to marry her. Umimai and where umimai deva anusat aviv. Where do we know the source for this? Ketiv desamichlei. It's it's close. The psukim are close to each other. Venata naish hashoychev ima. It says that uh, a, uh, a person who, who lay with her, and that's going on rape, God forbid. So we learn out from here that a man, even if you were intimate with somebody who, sorry, even if that you forbidden a contributor to, to marry somebody your father was intimate with, and even somebody your father raped, God forbid, what's the source? There's a smichra parsha between not revealing the nakedness of your father and rape and because the two psukim are close together we learn out a connection between the two so you see from here rebuda holds smuchin in the fifth book of the torah in devarim you got that so now back to our question guys our question remember was how come rebuda doesn't learn out smuchin when it comes to receiving the torah mount sana and that you had to, you couldn't be a balkari for that and teaching your son or your grandchildren. Those two psukim are next to each other. Those two psukim are in, Paj, in Sefer Devarim. And yet he doesn't learn out smuchin. That's what we're trying to work out. Why does he not hold for this decree of Rabbi Lazar, of, 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 of Ezra? Amri, ein b'mishna Torah darish. Vahani smuchim in boy So we can say like this about Rabbi Yudha. Yes, in. In Mishnah Torah, in the fifth book of the Torah, Rabbi Huda does learn smuchin. But the, those, those two psukim of smuchin, mi boilei, are needed le'idach, for something else. And if they needed for something else, another learning, another limud, you can't use it for this limud of Balkari. Le'idach, the Rabbi Shur ben Levi, for this other teaching of Rabbi Shur ben Levi. The Amar Rabbi Shur ben Levi, because Rabbi Shur ben Levi said, Listen to this beautiful words. Any, anybody who teaches his son Torah, it's as if you received the Torah at Mount Sana. As it says in the Pasuk, it says that you should teach your child and your grandchild Torah. And it's written after this Pasuk, It's as uh, you stood at Mount Sana. So the Rabbi Shoban Levi learns out from the Smuchin, and Rabbi Huda agrees with this, that we learn out that teaching your grandchild, it's, it's, it's as if you, your child is, le- is standing at Mount Sana receiving the Torah from you. 
I'm not sure why that is, but I've got a suggestion that maybe the, the whole concept of receiving the Torah Mount Sinai was that the Jewish people as a whole would receive the Torah, and not only that, generations would receive the Torah. There were older people there, there were younger people there, there were children there, and all of them were receiving the Torah. So when you teach not only your child, but your grandchild Torah, that is the Sinai experience, where Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people, and for generations then, and for generations to follow. So that's what he learns out, and that's why he doesn't learn out this concept of uh, Baal Keri. Let's quickly try to finish the Amud, um, and let's hold Kop, guys. Tnan, it says like this, Zav Shera Keri, if a Zav, a Zav is a person who sees a seminal emission, but it's a unique seminal emission, it's not a regular one, but he sees it suddenly, um, uh, and basically, he, uh, he sees it twice. He either sees it twice in one day or twice one day and the next day. And the rule is that he has to, he's impure. If he sees it twice, he's impure for seven days. Um, uh, and then uh, he has to go mikvah so at the end of seven days. So a zav who already needs to go mikvah after seven days, during that time that he's a zav, he sees a similar emission. Okay. Then, and now the question is, does a zav who has to go mikvah after seven days, if he, will it help if he's a Valkyrie to go in mikvah before this end of the seven days so that at least he can learn Torah according to the decree of Ezra? That's the question here. Venida shepalta shech vazera. And what about a nida, a woman, who, uh, who um, palat is to like take out um, shech vazera, um, which means like this, a nida... Of a, a, a woman who had relations with a man before she became a nidda, and then she became a nidda, and after she became a nidda, she saw a period. She, some of the zera, some of the seed from the intercourse that she had with her husband, comes out of her. That act of the of the semen coming out of her, that makes her into the same halachic status as a balkeri. So she has to go mikvah. In order to learn Torah and Daven according to Ezra. So we see, but first though, she was a Nidda. And a Nidda has to go mikvah seven days later. So similar to the Zav, she's in a much more severe case of impurity. Will it help her to go and mikvah while in that state? So she still won't get out of being a Nidda, but at least she'll be gone from a Balkari. And the last case, Hamashameshet. Um, Veratadam, a woman that had relations with a man, and then after having relations, she saw dam. She saw she became a nidda. So the previous case was she had relations with her husband, then she went to mikvah, then she became a nidda, and then after nidda, she had she some zera came out of her. So then she she becomes a, a balkari. This case is she became a balkari. Before she became a nidda, but she never went to mikvah, and then she became a nidda again. Same question. Now that she's in the serious nidda status of tumah, does will going to mikvah help um, to allow her to at least learn Torah? So it says like this: Tzuchin um, The Tanakama says that she needs to go mikvah. Even though it won't help her in her greater impurity, it will at least help her to be a Balkari, regarding being a Balkari. 
Rebuta Poiter. Rebuta, he says, you're exempt from uh, being a Baal Keri. Sorry, you're exempt from going to Mikvah. Um, because in this case, Ezra, the decree of Ezra wouldn't apply because you have to go to Mikvah a few days later for a much more serious reason. Now, the Gomorrah, the, the Gomorrah understands this brighter as saying that Rebuta holds for the decree of Ezra. And you'll see how. Ad kan lo pator Rebuhuda el bezav shera keri. Here Rebuta says you're exempt from a, a, a zav who sees a similar emission. He's exempt from going to mikvah. Why? The mi'ikara lav bar Because he, in the originally, he became a zav and he wasn't a bar He wasn't applicable to get to go to mikvah. Only once he became, and that was... Meaning to become, he, he, he wasn't at that point, um, uh, he, he wasn't a Bartvila because he only would go mikvah seven days later. The fact that he became a Valkyrie in the middle of it is almost subsumed in the greater impurity of being a Zav. A Valkyrie greater, but a Valkyrie on his own, Machayev. Rebuta says that you are obligated to make, uh, to go mikvah. Meaning like this, according to this, we see that Rabbi Huda might say that a, a, a Balkari must go mikvah. And that's going to change our interpretation of the, of the Mishnah. Because we are understanding that Rabbi Huda didn't hold for the Takan of Ezra. Um, and when he says that you, you must say the brochas before Shema, it means you actually say it. Unfortunately, guys, we're going to run out of time here. Apologies, I started late. Um, and um, uh, please, God, we'll finish the Amud and do the next Amud next week, Tuesday. Please, God. Have a great day. Hope you chopped that very challenging Gomorrah. Hatzlachah guys.